Hey, I'm Phil. And I'm Chris. We are two dads who share one simple goal, to be better fathers to our kids. And that involves more time together with our families. More books, more movies, more board games. And most importantly, more meals together. And if we're going to spend more meals together, we need to be better cooks. So this is us trying to figure that out. Welcome to Dad's Kitchen. Hello, Phil. Hello, Chris. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I am actually pretty excited about today's episode. Yeah, me too. It's definitely one of the more daunting and exciting things that, that we're going to be doing on, on this podcast. Yeah. Obviously, we can't just talk about cooking. We have to actually cook. And so we had this idea to pretend like we know what we're doing in the kitchen and just have a ton of fun with it and kind of expose all the ineptitudes that we have as cooks and also fathers and just kind of see where it takes us. And so this is this is our first in the kitchen episode. Yeah, and it will be a bit of an experiment. We're just going to wing it a little bit and see how this goes and kind of learn from it and refine. But I, I, I think there is something to just, uh, you know, diving in and going to the kitchen and making something. I don't know how we can really become better cooks by just talking about it. Yeah, because we're not the authority. No, we're not the authority. And I think you're going to see that. And just as it's an experiment in format for us, I think it's also going to be an experiment in the kitchen. Like it's going to be a journey. I think we're going to see that. I don't think that we want to present something that's like a polished how-to. I think it's a little bit more about I think it's about like getting comfortable in the kitchen and just getting out there and doing it. So, yeah. And in, in accordance with the journey, I'm excited to see where it takes us and where we end up on the other side. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so kind of quick format on how this is going to go for this particular episode, you have chosen a recipe and we are going to cut from the studio recording, which is what we're doing now into the kitchen and so it's going to sound a little bit different might not sound quite as polished and it's who we are and i'm excited about it so chris what are we making today so it seemed like a good place to start would be ratatouille it's yeah. the the middle of summer as we we're recording this and ratatouille is is a favorite summer dish of ours that and, and kids love the movie yeah it's a it's a great movie but it's also like a, a really good way to get your kids excited about something that you know isn't mac and cheese it's a little a little bit out of yeah. their their norm out of their comfort zone and it's also good for them like it's just vegetables and we could all use some more vegetables in our lives so for everybody following along where can they find the recipe yeah so everybody that's listening in can follow along at dadskitchenco.com and we'd love to see how it goes for you as well awesome well let's get into it let's do it so what are we making, Chris? Ratatouille. It's something that we just love in the summer. And actually, this week, we got zucchini squash, as well as tomatoes and a couple other things in our CSA share. So it was, it was honestly, like, perfect. I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, preheat my oven for 450. Um, assuming you haven't done that yet, Phil. Let's see how mine does. Yeah. Oh, come on. So. We've got a gas oven that's been acting up a little bit. Yeah, they, they have this new thing called a digital. 
I don't know if you're familiar with it, but you just push a few buttons and heats your oven right up. Ours is the exact opposite of that. The only thing digital about it is the clock. That literally is only a timer and a clock. Okay, so I got the oven going at 450. So to start off with, we're going to basically dice some eggplant into kind of like half inch cubes. And those are gonna go in that preheated oven once it's ready, but I'm gonna go ahead and start with that. Yeah, the CSA, that concept in general is really cool. Yeah, for sure. Are you familiar with, I believe they're called Victory Gardens? It sounds familiar. It was like a thing that our government did. I wanna say back in like World War One-ish. And then I think they really gained traction in, in World War II. So basically during, during the war, farmers were just completely overwhelmed with trying to um, provide foods for the troops. And yeah. so they, so the, so the government opened up this kind of like garden plan yeah. that, that communities could, could do and, and to share. And you can find that plan that they put out even today if you just like Google it or whatever. I'm, I'm sure if, if I can find something, I'll, I'll put it on the show notes. But uh, yeah, I was just like, this is a basic plan if you wanna do your own garden have you know these half a dozen or so vegetables and here's how you do it. Or if you wanna do a community garden with all your neighbors, here's what you do and just go yeah. share your food. And it, it, it really uh, boosted morale in the country because suddenly you could, you could have access to produce where, whereas before you couldn't because the farmers were, were too busy. So yeah. that just kind of reminds me a little bit of that. Yeah, that's super interesting. And one quick thing as I'm cutting this eggplant, I don't remember where I first heard it, but topping and tailing, and then cutting it in half. So I, I don't know if you're kind of familiar with the idea of topping and tailing, just cutting off both ends, really. Sure. Kind of the top of the tail. And then if you cut it in half, you end up with a really stable side to place the, the vegetable and then cut it. So that's how I'm mm -hmm. going about these, these cubes. I took both ends off of the eggplant and then sliced it and I'm gonna go ahead and just kind of cut those slices up into cubes. And for, for this eggplant, are we keeping the seeds part of the meal? I would say so. Okay. Mine, mine doesn't really have that many seeds, to be honest. Yeah, it might be a regional thing. I've got a ton of seeds in mine. Okay. Mine looks like a pomegranate on the inside. Yeah, so footnote, Chris is out in Colorado and I'm somewhere on the East Coast. Somewhere in an undisclosed location. Yeah, you know, I think it's interesting, like, with, with ratatouille, I don't know about you, but my, well, probably my first introduction to the to the recipe was from the movie, right? Everybody loves the movie. Yeah. Great, great it's, film. It's, a, it's uh, a great movie. Yeah, I love it. Like, you really cannot be too old to, to appreciate that film. I, I think I probably like it more than my kids. I'm always trying to, like, you know, we're trying to figure out what we're going to watch, and, and I'll mention ratatouille, and they're like, ah, oh, not again, Dad. <laughs> but I, just, I love that film. And anyways... So their version of ratatouille is just like slicing everything super thin, all your vegetables, right? Yeah. Which for the most part is probably gonna be like a zucchini, uh, tomato, obviously your eggplant, maybe some squash. And everything is, is thinly sliced and then layered kind of around your, your baking dish. And, and then baked with you know, a bunch of seasonings and you know, olive oil or whatever. But that is not necessarily all that, that ratatouille is. It can be really just kind of a, 
a smattering of everything chopped this way or that way. Yeah, so that's kind of what we're doing. I feel like we're, we're, we're breaking the mold of, of what I thought Ratatouille was. But actually, this is Ratatouille. Exactly how we're making it. It can be anything. So, It's a, what's the word? Is it a provincial meal in France? Is that sure. a word? It is. Okay, so how are you coming on your eggplant there, Phil? I'm good, man. Yeah, I think the ingredients we've talked about, those are on the recipe, which is in our show notes and on our blog. So how's your oven coming, Phil? It's warming up my kitchen, that's for sure. We're there, man. 450. Okay, awesome. So I just want to be able to dump my whole cutting board into, I don't know, like oftentimes you'll use like some type of casual dish, something something right. heavy that that's like fine in the oven. Uh, I'm actually using a Dutch oven on this just because it's easy and we love ours. So those half inch cubes, you'll just transfer into the either Dutch oven or um, casserole dish. Sure. And you can use a, you can even use a cast iron skillet if you'd like. Yeah. I did that one time or another, worked just fine. Didn't really have uh, many steaming capabilities, but it worked for what I had. And then you just want to take some olive oil and toss those cubes in that. Just kind of get them covered. You know, uh, you know, like the East so. Coast eggplants with a lot of seeds generally need a little more olive oil. And then you'll uh, you know, just add some salt to taste if you want. Okay. What type of salt do you guys typically use? Uh, sea salt, generally. Usually one that we grind, because daddy mm-hmm. likes to grind. That's standard info. But usually if, if the recipe calls for a really fine salt, I'll just use my mortar and pestle. Yeah. One of my favorite utensils in the kitchen. Yeah, we have, we have like a little bit of a coarser sea salt. So the oiled and salted eggplant are just gonna go into that preheated oven, uncovered and you're gonna roast it for 15 to 20 minutes. And so I'm gonna go ahead and put mine in. Getting a little toasty in here. Yeah. You just got a free facial. Yeah, that's somewhere in the kitchen, our kitchen, when we don't have AC. Jeez. Okay, so after that, we are gonna go ahead and cook some other things, Phil. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe gonna slice <laughs> some onion? Yes. So the onions that it calls for, yeah, it's something like two medium onions or so, three quarters pounds. Right. Yeah, sure. Along those lines. Those are going to be, if you're using onions, I feel like thinly sliced is better than diced in this dish. We got leeks in our CSA, so I'm going to go ahead and use those instead. And when you're not using leeks, do you, do you typically peel your onion before you cut it down the middle? Down the middle, yes. With onions, I like I still like to top and tail it, and then I peel it personally, and then I'll cut yeah. it down the middle. But I just know some people that peel the onion entirely before they even slice yeah. it. Yeah. No, so. I, I definitely I'll I'll like cut off both ends of it, and then I'll peel it. That gives you like something to grab. But a little trick that I learned from my wife is that like with the layers on the leaf, they can pick up some dirt. So cutting those and then. Soaking those in a little bit of, of water really can like, take that dirt out of the layers. Hmm. Typically do that with uh, berries. It's amazing how much, how much dirt comes off like a strawberry from the grocery yeah. store, you know? Yeah. So always soak up before you before you dive in. And I'm talking like I know what I'm doing, but I really don't. Half of this I'm just making up. 
doesn't go. We are the authority, Chris. We have a podcast. (laughs) We got approved by Apple. So hey, so we know what we're doing. Did you set a timer for when we put those eggplants in? No, and I I I never do timers because I didn't either. I it's been like five. uh, I really like dive watches, and that's like the only time I use the bezel on them is to set timers when I'm usually grilling, but you know with this as well. Okay, so how are your onions coming, Phil? I'm just thinly slicing them, you know. Having some fun. So, fun fact about me, I spent a good seven years selling hot dogs at Home Depot. That's actually where Chris and I got to know each other. He would usually come by with some soda, Red Bull, whatever. And always 100% we would, we would Red talk. Bull. Yeah, that's true. That and Pablo Escobar. Anyways, we, we cut a lot of onions in that job because we would saute them and top the bratwurst with a grilled onion and it was delicious. And... I don't know, maybe was, we'll do an episode on how to, how to properly saute an onion and the right seasonings for it. So I feel like that's maybe one thing I know how to do. Yes. And Good then, to go there. Uh, What's next? I think one thing on the eggplant, cheese that's hot, is just, it can be stirred occasionally you know, to keep it from sticking to the bottom. Just check it while you're in there doing that as well. So we're just going to throw these onions in a pan and kind of... Kind of render them, if you will. So, yeah, those onions or leeks. We're just going to go ahead and throw those in, in some type of heavy skillet. Like you use cast iron or that's what I'm using, actually. It's a cast iron or like a heavier pan. And just toss those in a little bit of oil as well and put those over like a, a medium heat or so. One thing that, I was, that I've kind of learned through a couple different sources terms of cooking vegetables and I felt like it gave me like a good frame of reference for why you cook vegetables is I don't like feel like how would you describe like the reasoning behind cooking vegetables texture yes 100% actually oh okay nice Uh, virtual high five because like I'm like meat or something like that vegetables aren't the type of thing that you can't eat raw obviously there are exceptions to the meat thing sushi and whatnot but yeah, you're cooking a vegetable for a specific level of tenderness. And so like really that's kind of in a way like up to you. So with the onions, you know, you're, you're looking for it to soften something. I don't think quite caramelized, but you know, like something that like loses its shape. So it's about five minutes or so. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just making this up as I go. And I can definitely remember to check the eggs here and there. We're just gonna soften those leeks. Starting to smell good. And there's nothing better than the smell of onions. That's why it works at a hot dog stand. Seriously, one of my favorites. Uh, that's a good cut. Okay, so while while those onions are starting to go, you, you definitely want to like keep stirring them so that they don't burn or caramelize too much. Do you have peppers? You have peppers, don't you? Yeah. You got a good medley. Got some sweet peppers. Yeah, every time we make ratatouille, we pretty much just do zucchini, eggplant, and tomatoes. So that's another place where we're going to differ a little bit. But yeah, oftentimes it is made with peppers. So at this point, you're going to want to go ahead and start to cut those peppers. Um, Yep. We're just going to cut it into slices. And really, I mean, 
somebody like mushrooms, they could they could throw mushrooms in their ratatouille, right? I mean, it's just yeah. just kind of whatever is available. I mean, that's that kind of the the background. It wasn't until the movie that it got fancy. So I don't know about you, but I'm kind of a big fan of the color of my meals, and I like to keep a good balance. So since this recipe calls for a fair amount of tomato, I actually cut down a little bit on the red pepper and went a little heavier on the green and the orange pepper. You could also use the yellow. Still use the red pepper, but just not as much as the others. Just to kind of balance it out a little bit. So yeah, we're kind of about 15 minutes in with the, the eggplant. So, you know, we're just looking for something that's lightly browned and has like a, a nice, you can smell it when you open the oven. That's usually yeah. 15 to 20 minutes or so. We're still going on that. Uh, I'm another, another couple of minutes on mine. I feel like my beaks are kind of getting there. So Phil, once, once you have your peppers, you can go ahead and stir those in. We might, we might want to salt that at this point. And okay. while we're doing that, we can go ahead and prep some garlic. Call for a fair, fair bit of garlic. I just feel like, I do think with your mix of flavors, like four to six cloves or so usually works well. Yeah, uh, for sure. Big garlic fan over here. I feel like when I'm using garlic, it's kind of the same thing. As with onions, I tend to really like peel it after top and tail bit. So it's definitely, yeah. not a, definitely not a minced garlic. It's like a garlic slice thing. Yeah, I think I do garlic a little bit differently. I I do peel it before I before I cut into it, but I I kind of give it a squeeze with my hands a little bit and kind of kind of fracture the body of it, if you will. Yeah. And then that, that kind of allows me to just peel it right off. Looks pretty good. Usually works best with dry hands. And then with my garlic, I like to smash it with the with the palm of my hand, more like the wrist. What is that called? Like the heel of your yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, and I just I just smash it, press it down hard and then throw it in there. Kind of get out the essential oils a little bit. Okay, so about now, I think my eggplant's just about done. We're like 15 to 20 minutes in. So I'm gonna go ahead and take that out of the oven and just let it sit. Um, you know, we roasted it uncovered, but we're gonna throw a lid on it or something and just let it kind of steam for a little bit. So here's the thing. When you pull something out of the oven at 450 degrees, it's hot. Did you not use an oven pad? Hot pad? I did. And then I grabbed it once I set it down. Took the oven pads off. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Wait a second. That was hot. I'm sorry, laughing. First episode, man. Like, first in the kitchen episode. I have a tip for this, this recipe. When you take whatever's in the oven out, don't touch it with your bare hands. Oh. I think my co-host is down and out. Okay, I'm good. Push through this. We do know where we left off. Well, we need to season our ratatouille. And if we're going to be adding any zucchini, this might be a good time. I feel like burns are one of my least favorite things in the world. I, I mean, I don't think I've met anyone that likes them. So that garlic that we sliced thinly, we're going to just... Toss that in there uh, with peppers and onions. Really, with the garlic, super quick. We're just kind of softening that a little bit. We can throw some salt and pepper in there. Get that seasoning going. It smells so good. The is, is that is that the burning flesh that you're smelling? Maybe. Because yeah, as soon as I put my fingers over the heat, 
It hurts so bad. <laughs> oh, those peppers taste amazing. I feel like this is going fantastically until <sighs> I decided to forget what I was doing. Okay, so do, did you want me to like maybe try to step in and help you out a little bit? Why not? <laughs> Honestly, I'm struggling. So once the peppers and onions have been seasoned well with salt and pepper and we've got our garlic in there, uh, we're actually gonna transfer that over to our casserole dish or a Dutch oven or whatever it is that you're using. Make sure you grab a hot pad. Because if you didn't hear the last several times we talked about that, I burned myself trying to grab the thing that just came out of the oven. So I'm just gonna dump all my peppers and onions directly into the casserole with the eggplant. And then using the same pan that had all the peppers and onions in it, I'm gonna heat up some zucchini. And for the zucchini, Phil, I give up on life tonight. Just for contrast, because I'm a big fan of contrasting shapes and colors and all that fun stuff, I'm actually just slicing these and keeping them round. But you can cube them, you can chop them, you can kind of do whatever you want. Look to how you did your eggplant if you want. Yeah, toss them in there. So I was using a side towel to grab my skillet and my finger slipped off the towel. Oh, no way. Now I actually kind of feel badly for you. Oh, here's a fun fact. When using a towel to grab a hot dish, make sure it's dry because water is a conductor of heat and you'll burn your hands. So I am uh, softening my zucchini. Yeah, my zucchini is still not soft. Here's why I don't feel sorry for Chris that he burned his hands. Some years ago, we're gonna say 12 or 13 years ago, we went skiing in Breckenridge. And I went over this jump. I think I was snowboarding and Chris was skiing. And I, I just wanted to catch some air. So I went over this jump and my legs on, upon liftoff went out from underneath me and I flipped over on my back. Got a good, probably like, seven or eight feet of air, but landed directly on my upper back. And it really hurt. Knocked the wind out of me, lost like all my equipment, uh, snowboard went flying. When I finally came to and realized what had just happened, I realized that I wasn't the only one that couldn't breathe. Chris couldn't breathe because he was laughing at me and he could not stop. And it really hurt me, physically and emotionally. So, okay, so I have since transferred my zucchini over to the casserole dish with the peppers, onions, and eggplant. And now it's time to season it with some other stuff other than salt and pepper. So I'm gonna throw in a bay leaf or two, do a pinch or two of some thyme. I'm just using dried, we do have some thyme out in the garden, but uh, it rained quite a bit today, so I don't really wanna go out and get soggy, as they say in Britain. And last but not least, we need some tomato. So Chris, I noticed that this recipe called for peeled and seeded tomatoes. And I have never peeled a tomato. So I'm curious to know what you did, or if like me, you just bought a can of peeled tomatoes. So I have added my bay leaves, my oregano, thyme, chopped tomatoes. Got a good bit of juice in the tomato. That's gonna help this recipe kind of steam a little bit more, lock in that flavor. So I'm gonna maybe deviate from this recipe just a little bit. Since I'm, I threw everything back in the casserole dish, I'm gonna throw that casserole dish back into the oven at 450 for 20 or 30 minutes. Let this really kind of cook. Whereas it seems like you can also do this last step on a skillet over, over maybe some medium to, to low heat. So 
but I'm just going back in the oven. I think it's easier. Let this bad boy heat up in the oven for a bit more. And we've got some ratatouille. So how do we finish this thing? Oh boy. I mean, we could, we could just like pretend like it's done. Yeah, we should. That's a wrap. Okay, Phil, so that was an interesting first episode. It was something. <laughs> yeah. Super fun. That was awesome. How'd yeah, it was. It, it, it was a ton of fun um, for the most part. And then it hurt a lot. My my hand is healing. The, the blisters have kind of gone down a bit. But I think it's it's a great illustration of the fact that we... We really aren't experts at this, and we're just trying to get better along with everybody else. We're kind of all in this journey together. So I think it's important that we leave all this in. Please don't take this the wrong way, but I'm so glad you burned yourself. I mean, easy for me to <laughs> Thanks. say. Thanks, Phil. I would have burned myself if you hadn't. Maybe I'll just burn myself for fun. I don't know. But no, seriously, like, burns heal, you know? And we get better, and... We're, we're going to figure this out. But I think the, the really cool thing about what happened with that recipe is that ratatouille is actually really difficult to screw up because at the end of the day, it's really just taking a bunch of vegetables and applying heat. And that's kind of what the, what the background of ratatouille was in you know, like this rural provincial France. It was just taking what you had and making a meal out of it. And that's kind of what we're doing here at Dad's Kitchen. This is, this is what we have to offer and... I hope you like it. <laughs> I think there's something to to that. And I know it's something that I've mentioned a few times, but I, I did have this preconceived idea that cooking was a very, very exact science and it had to be done perfectly. Otherwise, everything had to be thrown out. And mm-hmm. this recipe and this this experience, reminding myself of the things that come out of the oven are really hot. Naturally. Yeah, <laughs> who'd have thought? All highlights the fact that that might not be the case. I don't know. There, there's a lot more grace and forgiveness and room for mm. room for error in in all of this than maybe my so much to learn from slightly that. yeah slightly perfectionistic self might have thought before. Because you know, I I burned myself halfway through this and fell apart. Phil, I think you finished your whole dish before I got through like the next step or two after I burned myself and I was convinced it was not worthy of finishing. I should just throw it away. I did end up like really quickly wrapping it up and rushing through the last few steps and throwing it all together and and letting it simmer for half hour, 45 minutes or so. And I was talking with my wife and just like, I, I think we should just order a pizza or something. Cause like, this is going to be terrible. I just, yeah totally messed it up and she's like no it it smells really good let's go take a look and when i went down and looked at it it actually looked great it it didn't look bad at all and we we dished some out into some bowls fried a couple eggs threw those on top and it was honestly pretty decent that's awesome we could we could do an entire episode on all the different things you could f- throw a fried egg on top of. <laughs> you know, like if cooking has to be this exact science, then we have we have just broken science, right? I mean, the dish ended up amazing. And maybe one, one kind of cool thing with this recipe, specifically ratatouille, is that you, you can do it a lot of different ways. 
for example, I actually didn't end up eating the ratatouille the night I made it. I, I wanted to make it for my kids and they were already in bed by the time we recorded that episode. And so we, we just put it in the refrigerator and heated it up for lunch the, the next day. And it was amazing, which by the way, I feel like a lot of tomato based recipes are always better the next day. Like you never eat chili the day you make it. I mean, unless you're a psychopath. <laughs> okay. Another episode idea <laughs> right there. <laughs> Sorry. I got us off topic there, but you, you get what I'm saying. Like there's so many different ways you can make a recipe like this. There, there is no rubric for it. And we want to know how you've been making yours. Yeah, Phil, I, I, I think you're totally right. There really are so many different ways to, to go about making this. And, and honestly, it feels like that's one of the reasons that makes this a great recipe to maybe dive in and start with if you are just getting into cooking for your family or yourself. It's a dish that has a lot of variety, super forgiving as I demonstrated. For sure. And, you know, it punches above its weight. It feels fancier than it actually really is. Yeah, it's like this French word that maybe you didn't know how to pronounce until the movie came out. Yeah, so don't be afraid to dive in on this one and, and uh, give it a go. And we want to we wanna see the different ways that you've been making yours. So please follow along on the conversation. Check us out on Instagram, Dad's Kitchen Co. Check us out on Facebook at Dad's Kitchen. And then check, check out the blog. I think we've got some pretty fun and exciting things that are unfolding there on the blog, and we want you to be a part of it. Go to dadskitchenco.com. Thanks for uh, putting up with my little mishaps here and there. Don't worry. I'm sure the next time I'll probably hack off a limb or something. I'll be sure to laugh at you when you do. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk to you later, Phil. All right. Have a good one. Have a good two. Oh, boy. Oh, boy.